Hey, welcome to the Rhythm Church Corona Survival Guide. This is a podcast that we're putting together for you, and on it we're going to be covering everything from homeschooling to parenting, family life, creativity, marriage, music, all sorts of stuff, so that you can take this time that you are at home and use it to be inspired and encouraged. If you like what you see, be sure to go to MyRhythmChurch.com for more information and for more content. We actually have the Corona Survival Guide webpage. You just click on that on the MyRhythmChurch.com church.com website. Hey, thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy what you hear. Hey, what's up Rhythm Church? Thanks so much for tuning in today. I am with the incredible Heather Torres, who is an entrepreneur, who is a wife to a semi-pro golfer in Las Vegas. I always give him a hard time for that. But she's a homeschool mom and has been and is incredibly passionate about it and incredibly knowledgeable about it. And so uh, we just want to take um, some time today and talk with you, Heather, about like right now we are as a nation being thrust into the homeschool world. Like we have uh, so many families that are part of our church that are now um, at home with their kids and the school is then sending them stuff. How I'm just going to get right into it. Is that cool? Can we just jump right yeah, in? Yeah, let's go. This is one of my favorite topics, and I just want to be here to serve and to um, bring as much value as I can to Rhythm Church community. Awesome. Thank you. And, and I'm sure so many more who are, are going to wa- watch this. And side note, you've got YouTube channels. We'll hit all that stuff at the end where like just great resources in general for um, homeschool parents and uh, all that stuff. But okay, how do you just jump right into homeschooling? Because that's what's happening. Yeah. You know, my first thing, Jeff, is um, that this wasn't necessarily a choice for people. And so I want to have humongous empathy for an entire population of parents who are doing something that they did not sign up for. You know, when I was doing homeschool uh, or when I decided to do homeschool, I had two years of like, should I do this? Should I not do this? I was reading all the books. I was like following all the Pinterest moms. I mean, I was like preparing myself, right? I was like putting on my armor, preparing myself for this. And I have huge empathy for all of these parents who are now thrust into this entire new lifestyle because that's what homeschooling is. It's not just a way of educating your children. It is an yeah. actual lifestyle and it's a, it's a reframe of, uh, of even how we operate as a family. And so my first thing is that I just have humongous empathy and sympathy for right. parents who are in this. And, you know, really the best way to get started in homeschool is to actually reframe how we think about school in general, which can be hard because that's what we know. That's where our kids are coming from. That's That's how we we were educated. Exactly. And so the first thing is, is to really understand that we are created beings to learn. We are created to learn. And so Mm -hmm. there are so many ways that you can educate your children at home. While there are materials being sent home from school, I'm excited to dive into some, uh, some ways to, to actually yeah, yeah. like tangibly get started. There's just this first thing where you just have to kind of take a pause and just realize that this is just a new way of life for right now. And this too shall pass. But as we get to be with our kids, let's reframe it and just start to think about how can we be enjoying this time? as a family together? How can we be enjoying this time with our kids? How can we make everyday small mundane moments, amazing opportunities to be educating our kids? So I'm excited to answer more questions, but really like, how do you get started? You first just have to start reframing your mind of even what education is in general. 
Right. So <clears throat> with that, there, there is the stress of, um, I'm not set up to teach my kid. Mm-hmm. There's even like, you know, you get that friction of like, you're trying to help your kid do homework. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a lot of it too, the, the way they learn now is so different with, um, uh, the common core that came out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember, I remember when, back when I could help my kids with their homework, I can't do it anymore. They're like, they're way, way beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going like, I have no clue what to do. Mm-hmm. So, so how, like, maybe speak to the parents for a moment on that idea of like flipping from, oh, shoot, I'm stressed out about this to mm-hmm. what an opportunity we have. Yeah. And I'd want to say first, you know, um, you actually were your first your, your child's first educator. And if we take that back and we really think about that, that's a huge responsibility. I mean, you taught your kid how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to do like basic human function things. And because we have been living inside of this system, which is a great system set up for kids who, who do thrive within that system. It's sometimes hard for us to reframe. What does that look like? And so, uh, you know, even as homeschool parents, my kids are smarter than me already too. So, (laughs) so I want you to know that like, even the homeschool world deals with this. And so how do you handle the stress of what this looks like? One, there are so many resources online right now. It's, it is a amazing and unbelievable the opportunity that kids have to learn online. So my kids, uh, they use math programs that are online that help them because I don't know how to do the math that they're doing, you know? So, so I, I'm not, we're, homeschool parents are not some like well-educated group of individuals who have like right. scholar degrees. We are everyday moms and dads who have just taken on the responsibility of facilitating education not being teachers, but in facilitating what learning can look like. And so what this looks like in our home, how do you lessen the stress? One, you need to have a schedule. There has to be some type of planned time that's happening throughout your day. Because think about your kids. They're going to school. They know when first period is, when second period is, or they know first we get to school and we do these math things. And then after that, like there's routine to their day. And we thrive in routine. We thrive in situations where we know what to expect. When the unexpected is there is where overwhelm and where stress can happen. And so the first thing I tell parents to do is figure out what your rhythm of the day is. Because it's not about what am I doing from one to two? It's about what is the rhythm of our family look like? I am right now, I am an entrepreneur. Like you said, I'm running a company. It's a digital company. So I'm grateful that, that this social distancing thing is like how I already live my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I've already worked from home and had my kids at home. So I, I feel like I've been prepared for this time to be helping parents like this. And so one of the things we do is we sit down and we let our kids help us plan what their time is going to be spent on. Because when you give kids the, the independence to choose, they're way more likely to do it than when you do. And here's what that looks like. Would you like to clean your room before you eat breakfast or after? Now, did you hear that? They still have to clean their room. I wasn't asking them if they wanted to. I was saying, do you want to do it before this or after this? And do I really care if it happens before or after? No. And so a lot, like, how do we relieve some of this stress about educating our kids is actually just thinking about like, what's the battle you're really trying to fight here? Mm-hmm. Is the battle I want to sit down and be the parent that's going to make sure my kid gets every worksheet done and stressed and crying and is really looking at this time is like, 
a bad time with their parents? Or am I going to make it fun and say, hey, today's pajama day and we're going to read underneath the bed with flashlights. They're still getting their reading done, but it's, it's how we approach the situation. So one, you have to have a schedule and two, helping your kids be the ones that are choosing what they're doing. So for our family, we do things like creative time. They know when creative time is, do I care if they decide to paint or build Legos? No, but are they operating by themselves and having autonomy over what they're doing? Yes. Right, right. No, that's brilliant. That's completely Mm -hmm. brilliant. Um, Well, that's something we've actually tried to do ourselves is is create like do this and then we we need to have exercise time. We need to do this. And our kids are ultimately older now and can, Mm -hmm. like I said, they're educating themselves. Israel got all of his work done in like an hour and a half the other day. He's like, why do I even need to? go to school for exactly it's it's really reshaping our mind and you know i really think this is a wake-up call to a lot of uh uh, people to really realize like what are we seeing as important things in our lives what you just said is super important hey are we having exercise time are we a family bible time are we doing things like it's reframing where we're spending our time and seeing how much time is actually in the classroom like for our family we spend about two hours um, four days a week doing what we call seat work or intentional work where they're sitting down, they're writing the paper or they're working through math problems. And we do what's called choose three. So you choose three subjects that you want to work on that day. We don't do everything every day. It's not like you're sitting down doing like first it's reading and then writing and then spelling and then history and then poetry and then Bible. Like my mind hurts. I don't want to put all that together. That's what stresses people out. So we do three a day. You choose your three and you can't redo the same three the next day. And so we're just going through this rhythm of rotating through subjects. And through that, parents, you're going to see that your kids have these massive interests that are unlocked that you haven't seen before. And you get to be the facilitator of diving deeper into what's important to them and bringing things to the surface around that. Like my daughter right now, she is so passionate about civil rights and I don't know where she got it from. It's not like, I I mean, I'm passionate about it, but it's not like something I'm dedicated to. She is reading books vigorously. She is researching. She is coming up with new things and telling me about organizations that do this and that. And I'm like, I didn't tell her to go learn that. She's excited about learning. And so she dove into learning more about it. And then what I do as a homeschool mom is I just kind of nudge certain things forward. So, Hey, you know what we should do? Let's write a paper about that. Who would you write to? Well, let's write to grandma. Okay. Well, what would you tell grandma about the civil rights? I don't, you know, does that make sense? So it's like, instead of saying you need to sit down and you need to write a four page paper about the civil rights. Who wants to do that? No, but when she's excited about it and she wants to tell someone about it, well, now we're starting to get writing and reading and and history and science all wrapped up into what they're excited about. That's great. Okay, now speak to, um, because I want to jump back into that whole education portion of it because they're having to now take a curriculum that is based in normal school and get into home. Yep. But before we go there, speak to, because again, like you said, you, you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business, like Mm -hmm. you're in multiple different areas. Um, but yet, and and so you're already living that quarantine that (laughs) social distancing is my life actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, So, but now for parents to come home and a lot of them now are working from home as well too. Yeah. So they're working from home. Their kids are now, you know, like schooled at home. Mm -hmm. How, 
I don't, is there like, have you set up offices away from things? Like what, mm -hmm. like, what are some of maybe your rhythms? What do they look like? Yeah, that's really good. So, um, so yes, I have a dedicated workspace and while I do like to work around the house, I focus best and most people do when they know where their dedicated workspace is. And so we've actually designated those for our kids as well. Where do they work best? One of my uh, sons loves working on the couch. My daughter loves working in her room. She likes to be quiet. She likes to have music on. So you want to create an environment for yourself that works well. Um, because I understand it can feel chaotic when you're like on the laptop, dinner's trying to be cooked. You're kids screaming, your dog's running around. You're like, what is life right now? How is this even happening? <laughs> right. And honestly, that still happens for us too. And so it's this idea of um, having designated work times. So I am communicating with my kids. Hey, mommy's going to have to go on a live. I'm live with you right now. So we're right. doing this. And, uh, and say this was a normal day of the week, we would have set up structured things for them to be doing while I'm doing this. And even when you're working at a normal job, um, I recommend that every 90 minutes you get up, you move your body, you move away from the computer or whatever that big task is that you're working on. And you go and you give 10 minutes of intentional time to your kids. 10 minutes goes a long way. Yeah. And what'll happen is if you, I've noticed this on the days that I don't do the 10 minute blocks where I'm with individual child, I'm asking them, what are you doing right now? Oh, wow. Look at that Lego thing that you're building. When I don't do that, that's when I get the like, Hey mommy, Hey mommy, oh, Hey mommy, yeah. because yeah. they want my attention. So if I am proactive about giving intentional time to them, they don't actually want me as much as they do when I'm not doing that. And so yeah. I'm able to get a lot more done. And this can even be for kids as young as three, you know, yeah. toddler at home right now. If they're sitting right next to you and they're working on a project that is not needing your attention, but then you shift and you give them attention, it will go a long way. But what happens is when we're working from home and our kids are at home, we let our job become a priority yeah. over our family. And that is out of alignment with how our families should be operating. And so I wake up early. I mean, let's be real. I get up at 5 a.m. I get, at, I know, oh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but hey, these are the things you got to do in the times that are hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, I, I have three kids at home. My husband also works from home too. And mm -hmm. so, um, which a lot of parents are doing, dual parents are doing, sometimes single parents are doing this now, but I get up at 5 a.m. I get an hour of intentional, like what is the most creative, um, in my work, we call them IPAs, income producing activity. What's the most important income producing activity yeah. that if it, if my whole day goes to, to bonkers, I got it done. Right. I do that first in my day. And what'll happen is a lot of people, when I'm coaching them on how do you work from home, they're doing those things at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And of course you're not going to be able to get the major things done because it wasn't the first thing you focused on. And so we do a lot of work that's done by one. Um, so I set up my time to be able to structure with the kids separately. And then I'm done with major tasks. Like, can I be interrupted while I'm doing emails? Yes. Can I be in? So like, what can you do that if interrupted, you're not going to flip out on your kids right? Yeah. But what can't you do? Totally. Does that make sense? So no, I really structure what I'm doing on what I'm working on during the day based on the rhythm of where our family is at that time. No, that's really smart. It almost makes me think, I know a lot of people anyways, would they, they themselves wake up early to hit the gym mm -hmm. before. So might as well maybe wake up early, do whatever work you have to do, then get yeah. up with kids. And then right now exercise with your kids. That's what like, it is. Time, it's like finding that 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we invite our kids to do everything with us. When I say everything, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm doing the laundry. Why don't we organize the socks? You know, like I make everything, <laughs> I make everything sound like this yeah. is going to be the coolest thing because yeah. that's the time when I get to connect with my daughter. You know, when we're folding laundry, that's our connection time or awesome. my son's really into Legos. And so maybe I'll sit there and help him organize the Lego bin. That's not the funnest thing for me. I don't want to be organizing right. a Lego bin, but for I'm inviting sure. him to do that family exercise for us is huge. And so we invite them in to doing right. those things with us. They get to choose the music that we're doing, or maybe they get to create the circuit workout that day. It's not necessarily about just inviting them into your world. It can be a participant in what you're doing in your yeah. world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Now though, okay. Flipping back into this whole thing, people are being sent their assignments. So it yes. isn't like I'm passionate about civil rights. I get to dig into that, which, uh-huh. Which I mean, honestly, I, I'd be interested to see what happens next year if there is more homeschooling taking place because, mm -hmm. of, you know, but, um, but they're being sent these assignments and all that. Mm -hmm. How can parents best help facilitate all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, you know, the teachers are there also, right. And a lot of times teachers are doing some type of virtual help. Um, but you know, it really is showing interest in what your kids are doing. If we go into it with a bad attitude, they're going to go into it with a bad Brilliant. attitude. Yeah. And so in our family, one of our big mottos is you choose your attitude. Hey, you know what? I really don't like checking email, but it's a part of my job and I got to do it. <laughs> and so, and so you may not like math, but yeah. it's a part of school and you got to do it. And so it's the attitude that we get to choose. And the faster we get through the things that we don't like to do, the sooner we get to do the things we like to do. And I would also say, you know, this is, this is a disruption in the entire system. Teachers are disrupted with this. The children are disrupted. And so I'm sure that if you're feeling the, the struggle right now, you're not alone. You're not yeah. a failure as a parent or a teacher to your children, you know, uh, uh, in their mm -hmm. education. It really, sometimes you just got to have grace over it. And so what does that look like? It looks like you going alongside with your kids and saying, where are you struggling? Where does this not make sense? It's having open communication with yeah. your child and wherever they're turning those assignments in, maybe it's to the teacher or to the school or whatever that looks like, but right. we choose our attitudes. And so if we're like, this sucks, I can't believe we have to do this. Well, then why would your kids be excited about right. doing no. it too? 100%. But if we flip our attitudes and we're like, you know what? Like you just said, Israel got through it in an hour. I mean, now he's got the whole day. And so if we just present those things to him, now he can, if he's passionate about robotics, he can go study robotics for the rest of the day. Right. So it's like, you just have to choose how we want to present this to our kids because they're feeding off of everything that's happening right now. That's true. Well, can you speak to the fear of your kids falling behind? Yeah, that's a huge one. And that's not yeah. just even in, uh, in what's happening right now. This is just kind of a, um, a myth in the homeschool community as well. This idea right. of falling behind. And I want to just take it back. You know, uh, Jeff, I'd love to ask you, you have three kids. At mm. what ages did they start walking? Um, around one, each of them ish. Each of them, yeah, yeah, kind of, right. It wasn't like to the there. same day, or even maybe right, yeah. even the same month, or right. right. So it's like you kind of learn these things, but it, you may not be like a pro at it, right? I, I'm right. sure that your daughter, who's like a massive runner, she was probably the first one that walks. I, I'm sure that's probably what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so think about it like that. You know, we we have been. Um, we have been given a system that says at this grade, you must learn this thing. And that is there because there are so many children that need to be learning things at the same time to be able to move them through this educational mm -hmm. system. 
But when you think about it, you know, I might love reading and you might not like reading. And so we might not learn it at the same time. And so when we think about the, this idea of falling behind, it's to unto whose standards. That's great. That's really brilliant. Yeah. Right. And so when you think about it, yes, I'm sure that your school does have standards, but they're going to have some leniency through this. Every child in America is at home right now, homeschooling. The yeah. schools are going to have some leniency. I'm sure, like you said, this is going to cause disruption. And we, we might see a huge shift of even how many kids end up going back to school because of yeah. this. And so when you think about what does it mean to fall behind, you need to think about what is the standard and, and what does that mean? You know, I might be super passionate about cooking. Well, we don't have cooking classes in elementary school. So how am I, right? So, so my passion, my uh, gift in understanding how to create amazing recipes, that is, that's also education. Like yeah. learning how to cook for yourself, healthy foods, understanding nutrition, understanding the dynamics of recipes and spices and all, that is an education. We, however, don't teach that in school. And so sure. we think, oh, so, so, oh, my kids are behind. Right. No, they're, they're just not up to the level of whatever the standard is. But if we do reframe ourselves as parents and we don't judge kids against other kids and we say, this child is a gift from God and I'm going to just love them and support them where they're at in their life right now, then you'll see a massive change in your relationship with your kids, but also in their own self-confidence. I mean, imagine being told, oh, you're behind. Oh, you're not as good as other kids. The messages we are sending to our kids matter. And so if your child doesn't do math worksheets every day, that doesn't mean they're a bad kid or that they're not learning because they may be building Legos for six hours and understanding engineering and 3D design and understanding complexity of scale. It's also math. And yeah. so it's how have, we, how have we determined what these levels are? We've determined them through testing, um, which I'm not opposed to, but at the same time, we don't test the whole complexity of the human being that God's created us to be. We're only testing certain things in our, in our lives. And so when you think about what does that mean to fall behind, let the myth go. Your kids are beautiful and wonderfully made. And so just know that they are going to know the things that they need to know. It will happen. Who they're going to be, they're learning that right now. And so if you're feeding negativity into them, that's what's going to stay in their soul. But if you're yeah. feeding positivity, right. you're going to see that child love learning what they love to learn. Really, I mean, it, it's a time where kids can discover new passions. They, I mean, they have yeah. the, the abilities to, the time now too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, last week's message, I spoke on... Um, this idea of, you know, taking opposition and turning it into opportunity, mm -hmm. but now seeing that we get to be at home together, it, it is now opportunity to discover new passions, discover new, um, uh, well, also to sometimes to discover cracks in yes. our foundation and our families Yes, and then begin to work on those, you know, yep. like, um, do you have resources? Um, and I don't know, maybe we can link them up in this post or some, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out, but maybe yeah. you could say them now, like, like certain websites that you go to mm -hmm. for homeschool, for parenting stuff, all of that. And then mm -hmm. also all, all of your stuff, because your stuff is phenomenal on YouTube, your YouTube channel, everything's great. Yeah. Um, there was a book that I read. It was called, uh, wild and for, um, I'm sorry, what is it called? Free to learn. Free to yeah. learn is a really great book. Great, really great resource to understand, to rethink education. Um, I think that is the wake up call that we're going through right now is like, Whoa, okay. So 
okay, so what does Israel do all day if he got it all done in an hour? You know, like that kind of thing. Right, like, yeah. what, you know, those type of things we're really starting to think about. What does learning actually look like? Um, so that's a good one. I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's, you can go to YouTube and you can type in Heather homeschooling uh, and my channel will come up. I talk all about homeschooling tips for new homeschooling parents. Um, some of the websites we great. personally use in our homeschool, Khan Academy is a really great free resource for math. Um, like I said, I, my kids are way beyond me in math already. <laughs> I mean, I can do normal math and yeah. I, you know, I went to college, but who remembers that <laughs> stuff, right? So, uh, so, so we use Khan Academy. Um, your library is an enormous resource. Your online yes. library, you can get free Kindle books. You can get free audio books. Um, if you have little ones, meaning like below the age of like 15 and, and, and I mean, I'm an adult. I still love audio, yeah. um, but audio books are fantastic because a lot of times when kids are coming to you and they want to talk to you, um, one, they're processing, but two, they just want to talk to humans. Like we're, we're social beings. Yeah. And so sometimes listening to audiobooks can be a really great distraction and a way for kids to concentrate when they're doing, um, uh, motor tasks. So we do a lot of audiobooks. Um, national geographic has is free. You can tour museums. We go on free museum tours, uh, through, um, through the, uh, I think it's through National Geographic is the one that, that we normally go through, okay. but there's other resources we can link up. Link up. Uh, yeah. There are also, um, there are a ton of amazing resources if you want to do more uh, hands-on type things on teacherspayteachers.com. That's where I get, like my daughter found a book that she really liked. I didn't know any resources to go around that. I went to teacherspayteachers.com and a teacher had already put together a whole lesson plan and every, okay. I mean, all of the worksheets, what activity I should do, all of the things. I didn't have to plan anything. So that's a humongous resource for parents. And then I would just say a big part of it is, is just, um, just being with your kids. It yeah. sounds really it sounds crazy that we have to say that, but just being with them and discovering yeah. who they are is just, it's just such a gift. You know, we only get them in the home for 18 years. And yeah. so this, if we turn, like you said, if we're turning this opposition into opportunity, yeah. think about these next couple of months as like an extended summertime that we get to yeah. have with them. So yeah, those are just a couple of resources and my Instagram, um, this is not like a, a shameless plug, but you can, no, you can DM me. You yeah. can send me a DM if you have questions and I'll send you the right resource uh, based on what I have. But one thing I want parents to understand is if you go to things like Pinterest right now, I just tell moms, just don't do that. Just because, <laughs> because Pinterest can be like our, our comparison as parents on like level 100. So, you know, right. Pinterest, while it is a great resource, I don't really recommend that to parents anymore because we do fall into this trap of like, how in the world did she get five kids to sit on a blanket and read a book in the park? I cannot get my toddler to sit for more than two minutes. Right. It's a photo for Instagram. It's a, you know, so, <laughs> totally so, so yeah, it, that's yeah. what it is. So, um, yeah. so yeah, if you want to send me something, uh, send me a question, I'd be more than happy to help support you and uh, pray awesome. for you too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Every, this has just been pure, pure gold. And I wish that I could go back and homeschool my kids, but it's too late. <laughs> hey, you're starting now, aren't you, Jeff? Yeah, 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 not too late. It's not too late. We're doing it. Here we go. Here we yes, go. Yes, yes. Awesome, awesome. Hey, thank you so much again. Um, we'll, we'll link up everything, people, so that you can find Heather online, everywhere, YouTube.
Instagram, all that stuff. Again, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time and pouring into our community. We appreciate it. Yes. And uh, for all the homeschool parents now, I am praying for you because this is not easy. Um, but gosh, isn't it such a gift that we get these kids and we get to love on these babies every single day? Unreal. Great. Thank you. All right. Yay. See ya.